Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Welcome. I'm so excited for you to hear from James Ward in this next episode. James is married to Sarah, who was in our previous um, interview that you heard. It's fun to hear how James is using his talents of command, strategic, significance, competition, and maximizer in helping mobilize a team that is reaching over 100,000 college students in San Antonio. You're going to hear just some neat twists and turns of how he's using those talents to really help lead his team and help encourage them to step up to the plate and really care for them in ways that are having an impact. So I hope you enjoy. Hi there. I want to welcome you to our next podcast, and this is an interview with James Ward. Welcome, James. Hi. So glad to have you here today. Tell me a little bit about you and where you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is uh, James Ward, obviously, and um, I live in San Antonio with my wife, Sarah, and my three kids, uh, Emma Grace, Hudson, and Lincoln. And um, we, uh, we work for a campus ministry called Crew, and we provide leadership um, for Crew with college students uh, in the city of San Antonio. So um, there's, I think, I think over 100,000 college students in San Antonio. And so we're um, in, the, in the process of trying to uh, get the gospel out um, to as many of them as we can. Well, that's so great. I um, so appreciate both you and Sarah. Tell me a little bit, or tell our listeners, because I know a little bit, how we first connected. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, I was a student at UTSA, and um, Warren, uh, Barbara's husband, would drive down and uh, spend time with the person who was the campus director, Jay Salcetti. at the time, and he would try and uh, find times to meet up with me as a student. And so I would, it would be maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, and I would generally still be asleep <laughs> around. Him. So, uh, but I just, you know, his intentionality um, throughout that time and driving down from Austin to San Antonio, and um, I always just um, kind of looked up to him. And so when um, I, I came on staff, Warren, and uh, came down to to spend time with me and uh, connect with me. And um, Barbara also came down to spend time with Sarah. And you you were doing a lot of care for um, the wives and the moms on crew. And so um, Barbara was was really instrumental in um, me putting on you know my ten pounds of weight post marriage with all the. <laughs> all the food it was the good the good food that came down uh with warren so yeah just early on in my staff career and then as a student as well 
And we went through the Strengths Finder at my first year as an intern. We went through the Strengths Finder exercise as a team with Warren and Barbara. So we just kind of started off there in these conversations. It's so fun to hear just the the history that we've had together. And um, yeah, so I'm so excited for our listeners to hear more about you and your top five talents and what your strengths journey has been. And especially as a, like you said, as a dad, but um, you're a team leader and seeing just the value that you've really um, seen and understanding your top five strengths and then also the people on your team. Tell tell us what your top five talents are and um, just generally what your strength journey has been. And um, yeah, you have a few that some of our listeners might not be familiar with. So tell us your top five talents and a little bit about what that has been for you. Yeah. So my top five, my number one is command. My number two is strategic. My number three is competition. My number four is significance. And my number five is maximizer. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's definitely been a journey in figuring those out, you know, um, and working with, working with those and um, yeah, leading out of those and has been um, a process. It's been a journey for sure you know, my first thoughts when I learned about those were, um, these are really, um, um, difficult strengths. I think for what I do at, in kind of a pastoral ministerial role. So my initial thoughts were like kind of cringy about them, uh, because they're really, uh, powerful, even somewhat like they can be very domineering strengths. And so, um, yeah, I think I initially was kind of um, discouraged, but also not necessarily like I didn't necessarily feel like they it was untrue of, of some of the things. And I took the test trying to be as honest as possible. You know, I didn't want to kind of, there were things where I could have answered and I could have been like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Um, but the reality is, is here's where I'm at, you know, like uh, with things. So I kind of wanted to get my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not well, yeah. um, let's walk through a couple of them. Cause again, like um, some of our listeners probably don't know a lot about a few of your talents, but tell me about command. Yeah. What that means and what that, how that shows up in your life. Yeah. Command is like really, um, I think about taking charge and not kind of feeling any discomfort with kind of taking on leadership or um, stepping into like um, difficult um, situations or confrontation. Um, And so that, you know, that's really showed up in my life. And when we um, started on staff, we uh, had the opportunity to take over a movement at the University of Texas at San Antonio that had been um, struggling for some years. And so I think there are a lot of people that were kind of jumping ship from it, but we saw the opportunity to kind of step into it. And I saw the opportunity to step into it. I say we, meaning Sarah and I, um, but um, yeah, so step into the challenge of um, kind of riding the ship and um, doing something um, with it that, you know, was, was very risky 
And um, so, yeah, saw that joining, especially joining staff in San Antonio at the time, there wasn't um, a lot of staff being placed in San Antonio. It was, it was seen as, I think maybe a second tier place to put staff and almost, and kind of risky too, because um, just some of the kind of the, if some of the concerns if people would be cared for under, you know, the way that uh, my organization was thinking about how people would be cared for. And none of that was an issue um, for sure. We were, we were cared for incredibly well um, by our, our team leaders, but um, yeah. So it was just seen it, I think, but it was kind of communicated that it was risky putting us here, but so the command to kind of jump in, take charge, like let's turn this movement around and, um, you know, begin to uh, take risk and in and be honest with where we're at and look forward to where we're going. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's great. Well, then your second is strategic. I know we've um, on some of our other episodes, several of the people have had that, but um, tell us a little more about that and how that um, plays into just kind of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to do things um efficiently and um that has the uh, that the greatest amount of impact on what i'm doing i want to solve problems in a way that's um going to come to a good solution and not settle and uh, i definitely don't mind thinking of ways and systems to tackle problems so um Mm -hmm. you know we kind of have have over the years come up with a lot of different systems and try different things to uh, deal with our problems. And every year, every semester almost with our staff team, we do a, a SWOT analysis and we think, I push them to think big picture and like, what are we trying to move towards? And what are the kind of, what are some of the key components that help us to accomplish things and mm-hmm. like, let's kind of get in and get our hands dirty. So around these things. So um, yeah, definitely strategy um, has played in well, I, you know, all my strengths are really tied together, um, mm-hmm. with kind of some similar, um, similar nuance of making an impact and making the best impact, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, we can make as a team or, um, as a group of people or, you yeah. know, so. Well, one thing, um, as, as you're unpacking what your top five talents are, I think just the reminder that, when we hit whatever our someone's top five talents are that they just are so intuitive and they just um, come naturally or it's just sort of innate. And so I think yeah. even like, as you talk about strategic, it's like, yeah, I, I admire that. And I've learned a lot about strategy being in ministry with crew over the years, but it's not one of my top strengths. And so I appreciate mm-hmm. when someone else has it because I, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And let's, you know, look at the big picture or here's a clear path to doing that. And so I think just the reminder that when we're using our um, our top five strengths, it's really, um, I think, you know, it's energizing and it encourages others and helps whatever the, the situation is. So I think as I listen to you, it's like, yeah, yeah, you're strategic. And I mean, I can see that. Well, tell us a little more about com- competition, your third strength. Yeah, competition. Um, I think it can, um, 
it can be a sense of like wanting to um, perform or wanting to achieve, um, wanting to um, not just kind of settle for um, things being given, but kind of wanting to earn things. And so um, it's a difficult thing in Christian ministry in that um, a lot of the a lot of our talk is about we've been given something freely. We don't have to earn things. We don't have to be performative in what we do, you know. Um, but then there's this, um, there is this kind of like um, other side of, of what we do is kind of be, taking on challenges, you know, um, and taking on the challenge of sharing the, the message of Jesus with the world and, and, um, there's kind of a real uh, spiritual enemy that's against that. So mm -hmm. um, that we're kind of working against. And so, yeah, I think it, in, it, it kind of is this idea of enjoys taking on challenges, enjoys um, kind of the victory, kind of like solid victories mm -hmm. over um, challenges. And so, um, yeah. Well, um, Tell me a little bit about, you were mentioning earlier about um, how you kind of bring competition or that wit in with your team and it kind of um, helps build camaraderie or what, just the value of competition as a team and doing things that are competitive. Can Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I've, I, you know, one thing I've found is that like, you know, what you your how your team operates is often kind of the key precursor to accomplishing um, your goals or your aspirations or your dreams. So if your team doesn't function well, um, then, you know, ultimately a lot of times you just don't accomplish things, you know, that you were hoping to. And so what, as you kind of redefine like what a win is, um, maybe a win, um, and maybe an unhealthy context is like, how do I just beat everybody? And, uh -huh. um, you know, it kind of yeah. becomes about, Yeah, I've not that, seen that before. Yeah, yeah, you've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I know people like that. Yeah, my staff team knows a guy like that. And, uh, you know, yeah. I, <laughs> but you kind of like, you, what, what also what competition does or kind of this idea is it's, it's kind of like, hey, we're moving towards victory as a team. And how do I define win for them? Because it really like has the ability to draw people together, to trust one another, to be all in with something mm -hmm. as they see that there's like a goal or, or something. There's kind of this feeling of like victory over like a challenge that they face, you know, and it doesn't have to be like an ethereal victory. You know what I mean? It could just be like, man, we really want to, like, how do we come together to, accomplish something and the com competition can be it doesn't have to be as much about like um Cut comparison <laughs> yeah yeah and kind yeah. of dominating another person or other things but it's like man how do i begin to facilitate opportunities for people to bond and to create around even around like game you know i see with our team or our movement um you, you know like icebreakers icebreakers are games where people just connect they kind of um they let down their guard a little bit you know they 
begin to in in light of the kind of the task or the challenge that's in front of them they kind of put down their individuality and come together in kind of a collective uh-huh. mindset to accomplish something and so i think competition as it's thought about differently helps to move people maybe out of their sense of guardianess or their collective or in their out of their individualist kind of mindset into a collective is like how do i work together and so that's mm-hmm. kind of been the redemptive side of that is like man how do i begin to think about my competition and my love for competition really you know is yeah just um competing and um and i love like challenging i don't want to i don't want to compete in things that i'll know i'll lose i think that's something that Uh competitive people don't like to do um <laughs> yes, I've like, seen that before too. You've <laughs> seen that too. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It, it's kind of a hard. It's kind of discouraging, you know. But I don't know if that's something that's just competition, people, you know. Um, but maybe kind of like the resistance, the height level resistance to competing in things that I'll lose. But right. Um, yeah, I think my kids like they love to compete with me. <laughs> with, and they're very competitive <laughs> Do you too. Let them win or not let them win. Yeah, so that's been something I've wrestled with because there's, you know, I thought about like, man, it's. I remember, I don't know if they got it from my parents, you know, but I remember even just playing games with my dad and just could not beat him, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I remember seeing other dads like letting their kids win at things, and I was like, oh, like, you know, that's that's a thing. But then as a dad, I'm like, well, I don't want to like just let them win and be bad at it you know what i mean and they just kind of it feels you know for competition people they can't just kind of like be given something you know they just they enjoy the actual competition of it or at least for me i enjoy sometimes like i can lose and have more fun than if i was just given a win you know a lot of times that's the case like i don't mind yeah well rachel my um younger daughter who's um a new mom now she still has wounds from Warren um, not letting her win Candyland when she was young. <laughs> so it's yeah, a real Warren. it's a real struggle. I get it. I but, know. I played Mario Kart with my with my daughter the other day, and um, she legitimately beat me. She's eight. She legitimately beat me on a on a Mario Kart race. And that's funny. I was like, I actually like. It was funny. I walked out of the room, not like angrily, oh. but, you know, like. I was like, okay, I got to go do something real quick. You know, I was like, okay. Your pride was squelched. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, she came back. I didn't see the kind of trophy ceremony around it. And she came back and she was like, daddy, I got first. You know, you know, she was like, (laughs) I'll teach you. And I was like, you know, I was like, good job. You know, of course. um, (laughs) It punched a little button there for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a funny, I was like, it's, like I'm really, I am really happy that she won, but it's just like kind, of, but I, not really. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that would, uh, you know, that would be like, oh, you know, that would be letting their kids win, and so. Um, well, I think fun. like with competition, like you said, it's can be such a mixed bag, but um, you know, like in the core clarity system and definition, it does competition helps people move others to action and that's Mm -hmm. what you've really described as like you've helped her to learn to play Mario Kart better because you're you're giving it your best and then she really got better because of your drive in competition in the game so I think there's definitely like with any of the talents there's a good um good side to it and a 
like an area like, hey, this is an area for growth. And so we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that more later. Yeah, That's yeah. great. What about um, significance? Tell us about significance. Yeah. Significance is really about um, this idea of making an impact and um, influencing um, things and being around things that are making a difference. And so um, I work in um, full-time ministry and I, I do that really because of the opportunity that I've seen specifically in um, college students at a time of life where they're figuring out, you know, they're thinking about things critically on their own. They're, 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 they've been given the opportunity and the freedom to go to school and uh, begin to kind of chart the direction for their life. And so to be at that critical phase and to say like, you know, I, you know, there's, your life has um, an opportunity. You have a tremendous um, amount of opportunity to make an impact on the life of others right now, whether in college and what they decide to do and how they decide to live out their lives as engineers or whatever can be really meaningful. And so, yeah, it's definitely pushed me in that direction. And uh, I think about a lot of times in my decisions of of like, um, I could go do X, Y, and Z and make more money than I make now or um, be more comfortable or not have to work, you know, not be getting phone calls um, late at night as people wrestle with things and check in, check out. But there's a sense of like, for me, at least an internal sense of, of that it wouldn't be as meaningful to me um, as what I'm getting to do now. And so, um, yeah, so, um, and, and the good thing is, is like, it's not as meaningful to me, you know, but what I can, what I can see is how those opportunities for other people could be really like, they could actually make a big difference in their world if they knew kind of what it meant to, um, walk with the Lord and care about others. So it's like, yeah. In a way, it's like I kind of people go out and they're engineers and lawyers and uh, teachers and um, they're doing these things. And it's like, yeah, it's like, man, you could you could have a tremendous impact on people in those fields. Um, Yeah. Well, I think just um, just like you said, having the kind of long term eternal perspective of what you're doing and the the time you're investing in others. I remember hearing a quote that um, what lasts for eternity is the word of God and the souls of men. And so I think just the the desire and the focus that you have with, yeah, you want your time and your investment to be in those things. And not that it only has to be in full-time ministry, but um, right now at this season, that's where you are seeing your significance, um, talent, being able to be really used well. So, yeah, it's like, I think for significance too, it's, you know, one of the things that um, I've read is that you want what you do to not be work, but to be like a way of life. Mm-hmm. So more than a job, you want it to be like a way of life of what you do. And you want, you know, you want to influence people to um, 
kind of live a way of life too. It doesn't have to be what you do, but to kind of see the how life intersects and it, and not just it's not just so um, compartmentalized. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, um, then your last talent is maximizer, which we've talked a little bit about on a few other episodes, but um, mainly it's um, wanting things to go from good to great, having a standard mm-hmm. of excellence. And I think it also is one of those talents that that intensifies all the other talents that you have. So yeah. what, what does that look like for you of just your um, wanting to get the most out of each situation or really helping people go from good to great or um, yeah, just give us a little nugget about that for you, your maximizer. Yeah. I think the strength of it, the way I've seen it out is almost like as a consulting role in, in my life. So um, we had a, we had a weekly meeting last night and um, there was, there was a, we had one of our staff members planning it and he was like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like what could be done differently? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so it was like, oh, well, here's some things that you might consider changing. How do you get more, you know, how do you get more like some student ownership and student involvement and leading it, stuff like this. And so just kind of coaching and like, how could this go from being like, you know, what you've got is a plan and you've got an idea for executing it and what you're doing is like, it's not, it's not any way bad, but mm-hmm. if you wanted this to really like shine, here's some things to consider. And so in a lot of ways and what my, what I've done and how it plays out in the strength for me is consulting, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and then there's the double-edged sword of it that is never good enough, you know, kind of uh, uh, like things can always be better thing, you know, how do I feel content with what's happening and what, you know, what I've, what I'm doing. So that's kind right. of like the double-edged sword of it. But I think when it comes into consulting and helping other people, um, consider ways that what they do and, and kind of them see, seeing them really happy about it afterwards. Um, so yeah, it's been really well, fun. I have that as, um, my, one of my talents too. And I think like you're saying, it's like, we have this, this standard of not, I don't know, just like we want it to be the best or better. And, but sometimes it can be, uh, discouraging to those around us. I don't know if you've experienced that, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, uh, don't I'm interview my wife that. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> yes, I won't. I won't name all the recent instances I have of that situation <laughs> since it yeah. was the holidays. Well, um, <laughs> one of the things um, as we talk, and I just appreciate just your. Um, just the value that you see in having the people on your team understand who they are and their strengths too. And, and just the fact that I've helped walk through the strengths of your team several different times when you've brought in new people. And how has that been um, beneficial to, to your team and their development? And again, I just appreciate it because sometimes people maybe learn their strengths, but they don't really do a lot with it. And Mm. so kind of tell me, your thoughts about that and the impact it's had for your team. Yeah. Well, I think it just, uh, it opens people up to better understand themselves. <clears throat> and I think the real strength of it, no pun intended, <laughs> is that 
people when they know themselves, I think they can begin to learn how to love and care for others, you know, Mm -hmm. and to shift. And so, um, yeah, even to know how to like, even some of these strengths that I have are really like powerful strengths and and they're Mm -hmm. all powerful, but they can be very like loud, um, expressive, influencing strengths, you know? And so for people that maybe have strengths that, um, are more internal, um, to begin to see like, Oh, that's, that's my, you, you know, I like to, I like to think about things that with maybe intellect. And so the way that I can love people is by maybe asking for the space to think about things, you know, and mm-hmm. asking, begin to le- leverage my strength in such a way that I can care for them so I can think about things. And, yeah. um, that's so, good. yeah. And I think like as a team, you know, with teams changing, it's, it's good to know my team's strengths because I can, you know, see like, Oh, you would do great here. Um, but I think even, I think even what's more impactful is just people seeing their strengths and then learning how they can like care for other people. Cause it's really hard to remember this is this person's top five, that person's top five. And I'm sure you, you probably really know that cause you work with everybody. Yeah. So, I think of everybody's strengths all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like thinking about that. And so, um, um, it's not like crazy and you know for you to do, to do that it's kind of like but when other people know their strengths they know like man i could really step into this situation and um do really well you know it's like i so especially with what we do it's very entrepreneurial with crew mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of roles that we put up at the beginning of the semester and here's all these different roles that we have and then we let people kind of self-select into some of the roles and so they know their strengths. They're like, you know, I would do, I would do great at social media or I would do great at um, this one part of the strategic planning process. Um, or so, yeah, that's been really fun for our staff team to kind of see their strengths and go kind of know like where they could really like shine and kind of be them best, be their best selves, you know? Yeah. So. That's great. Well, um, one of the things, too, that as we um, talk through your particular strengths, um, your talents are in um, the mobilizing quadrant that we've yeah. mentioned before and the energizing quadrant and also the reflecting quadrant. But um, there's none in the connecting quadrant. And so what that's called as a cordial is um, a force of nature. And um, tell us what you've learned about that as we've kind of talked about that several times and what that means for you. Yeah, I think it, it, it means that if I am healthy, I can be um, very constructive and um, very pioneering and um, uh, my, the impact that I can have can be, mm-hmm. um, can be really big. and. It's also meant that if I'm not doing well, then I can be really destructive in mm-hmm. very, um, the impact I could have could be very like negative on people. And so mm-hmm. it's meant that like, I need to even just be more aware of, um, how I'm, how I'm doing it, like an emotional, mental, spiritual health level mm-hmm. and create a framework for me to kind of operate in that is good and and uh 
has healthy rhythms um, to it so that I'm not uh, overextending myself into um, places that I shouldn't be. So, yeah, I think create, putting people around me too that create um, checks. So I know that like people with like command strength often need people with empathy um, around them. And so seven of my team members have empathy. <laughs> so, That's great. Yeah, it's good. It's like such a, I think I've grown tremendously in that area too. And um, yeah, even having, you know, um, kind of gone through counseling to help even grow those areas. And yeah. Awareness. So, yeah. Well, I admire James, just the, the way that you've really, um, from what I've seen, just continued to pursue your own personal growth in, in your strengths or the, in your leadership and the things that you're doing, but also like you say, in the, um, the emotional realm of, it doesn't mean that since you don't have the connecting talents that you don't care and love people well, but, but maybe there's ways to, to have input in that. And I've seen you do that even as you've led your team to encourage them and in other opportunities that um, help get to some of those things. Earlier we talked about like one of the trainings that you had your team go to. And I I felt like it was a really great example of just your command um, and leadership. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So we were, Sarah and I were um, encouraged by a lot of people by Warren and Barbara and um, some other friends of ours to go through a training that um, deals with a lot of kind of finding freedom and transformation and um, experiencing transformation in your life and requires a tremendous amount of vulnerability and uh, a lot of risk. And so it was a, it was a really intense training, um, but it brought about just incredible breakthroughs in our lives. And so it was, um, yeah, one of probably one of the best experiences I've been through. And one of the, just one of those things you look at and you go like, man, I, I don't know where I'd be without the kind of opportunity to walk through that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm better for it. And, um, my life has, um, been changed because, well, because, you know, people really risk to get me there too. Um, like you and, and Warren. And so, um, and so we, uh, we went through that and it was so transformative. So then of course my command strength is like, um, you know, I think I'm trying to remember how, uh, it phrases it. It's, it's kind of like that you, um, that basically you push people to take risk and, mm-hmm. um, they may at times <laughs> label you Not as opinionated. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But then they often willingly kind of hand you the the kind of the reins or control mm-hmm. <laughs> of that, you know, it's like whatever, fine, you know. And so it was then it was like, okay, I want my entire staff team to go through it. So we just, you know, kind of pushed them through it, <laughs> pushed them to it. So and, awesome. Uh, yeah, we're like, hey, we want everybody to go through this. And, um, you know, you can say no, but we want you to go through it. And so they... I know there were staff that were they're like, they're like, man, I was just kind of upset with you for kind of pushing this on me to go through this. <laughs> but now I'm so grateful that I did. Like, I'm so glad that I, like I took this risk and um, I've learned a lot. And so 
and then they winded up kind of recruiting other people to go to it with me too. And it is, I, I think we had probably like maybe, oh, I don't know, 40 people. <laughs> over, That's unreal. Over That's so great. Yeah. It was like, Sarah and I went through it. So I think, you know, if something really, um, with command, if something really impacts me and, and, and maybe with my significance, if I find that something significant and it's meaningful, it's like I could be, I could sell it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I could just sell it and really like use my influence to kind of really get people um, in it and through it. And so, um, yeah, that, I mean, that was, that's, that's encouraging just to see just the, the ongoing impact that your command and leadership has had on those people and encouraging them to do, like you say, risk something and make the time and the space and look into their lives in a deeper way. So that's mm. so inspiring. Well, um, during the workshop that we've had several times, one of the exercises is to write out, like, what does it look like when I'm at, um, on like hundred percent on with all these top five talents of mine, like, what does that look like? And to write a little paragraph or sentence or whatever of what is my best self. And I think that you've written that out. Can you, would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah. So my statement, um, for my talents was powerfully and strategically mobilizing people to boldly tackle complex problems to reach their potential and to pursue a meaningful impact in a life of victory. Mm. So, Wow. That's, that's really great. It's like you said, it just kind of capsulizes all of those top five talents. And do you think, is that something like that you have written out or does that, I mean, I know that you kind of live by your goals and objectives, but has that helped you kind of even have a more, more catalyst to the things that you're doing as you kind of put words to that? Yeah, I think it helps me to know. Um, I, it helps me to know what I should be focusing on, and mm-hmm. you can, and probably in many jobs, you, you can wear a lot of hats. And there's opportunities um, to give those things away. And um, I think the entrepreneurial nature of my job is that I kind of want to do everything because. I know how to do everything, but it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm the best at everything or that, um, I need to be doing everything. Even if I, even if I was the best, it doesn't mean I should be doing it. And so, um, it helps me to realize like, man, my, my best, um, self really comes out when I focus mm-hmm. on these things yeah, and empower people to do the things that, um, like to let go of control of some yeah. things and to trust people to do things. And then, you know, if you want to mobilize people, you have to trust them. And so there's this tension of like, of kind of being um, an influencer mm-hmm. and, and then kind of like giving away things as well. So. Well, um, like I said before, I've really just admired watching you lead and grow over the years. And I know just the um, the impact that you've had on so many people, but especially um, the story about Fred and his um, journey. Can you share a little bit about that? And 
I don't know if it's like all of your five strengths put together, but I just think that story about your connection with him and what's happened in y'all's relationship is really just so encouraging. So love to hear about that. Yeah, I I had the opportunity when I was a student to um, go on a a summer mission that was a it was a local summer mission in San Antonio, uh, and um, it was uh, really there to kind of help reach uh, residents in San Antonio and to grow um, participants in their uh, walk with God. And so I was challenged by um, my pastor and my campus um, director at the time to join this team. And so I had this molded over. I really decided last minute, it was kind of a experimental project too. And so I could make a decision last minute on it. And um, yeah, just kind of decided last minute to do this because I was thinking like, man, I don't want to waste my summer. I'm going to go home and just play Madden (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, that was going to, that was kind of going to be the extent of my summer. And so I saw this opportunity to make a difference. So it was like my impact coming in, um, or my, not my impact, my significance coming in mm-hmm. around that idea of impact and strategically seeing like, wow, this is maybe one of the best choices that I could do this summer, kind of analyzing that. And, um, yeah, I got to walk around with my pastor and a neighborhood that was, um, it was a mix of government subsidized housing um, and, um, low-income housing and just housing in general. And so I got to walk around this neighborhood with him and, um, learn from him. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm white. And so my pastor is African-American and my campus director is Puerto Rican. So getting to learn from even how to interact in a neighborhood that was uh, much more diverse than what I came from. Mm-hmm. And in that process got to meet, um, some young men. And so I did this for two summers and, uh, over those two summers, a group of young men formed that were in middle school and they were looking for, you know, they didn't have um, a lot to do in the summer and their, you know, their, their families were dealing with maybe issues that um, middle upper class people aren't, aren't facing and different issues. Um, and so got to build a relationship and begin to mentor these young men and um, take them to McDonald's and take them to uh, take them to take them to campus. Actually, you know, you take them to UTSA and uh, play soccer with them. And um, yeah, I remember sitting on a garage overlooking the campus, and uh, one of the young men, Derek, um, was like, "Man, how long do you? How many days do you think it would take to walk across this campus?" And so it was like, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe Gosh. thirty minutes, you know. <laughs> but oh. it was it was fun to get to. So Derek. Um, is best was best friends with Fred and uh, in my senior year my roommates and I agreed to move into the neighborhood so we could have a greater level of impact on um, the young men living there we just realized mm-hmm. man the one day every two weeks or one day a week really wasn't we didn't see the difference kind of being made there and so kind of strategically we saw you know there's this opportunity to go and so kind of the way it played out was I I kind of convinced them pushed them to move into the neighborhood with me. Um, I didn't want to go alone. So that was probably my command coming out. My roommate yeah. uh, graciously well, was like, you know, okay. um, yeah, he was like, okay, let's do it. He grew up on, 
in the west side of San Antonio, um, inner city San Antonio. So it wasn't like for him, it was it was great to have him there because he knew he could help even just us as roommates navigate like, hey, like, you know, you can't leave your door unlocked uh, while you're at home, which is mm-hmm. kind of like coming from a rural place. You know, we never locked the doors when we were at home. So he helped even just navigate the culture and teach us and um, me and my other roommates. So it was good to, um, yeah, we moved in the neighborhood, started mentoring Fred and, and Derek and some other young men. And um, over the years, that relationship kept growing. I got married. My wife agreed to move on to the same street as well when we got married. And so we would do weekly times of food and meals and Bible study and work through life issues that were coming up for them. And um, just really even just supporting their families, their families were um, already doing a great job. You know, uh, Fred's grandmother and uh, was doing a great job of just uh, raising him. And, and so the same thing with like Derek's parents, a lot of, these, you know, um, kids' parents are, are doing a great job with their kids. And so coming in in the support role. And so Fred graduated and he um, worked at Starbucks and then uh, enrolled in school and uh, joined our staff team eventually. So he, he was leading Bible studies. And I remember him uh, going to Starbucks at 4.30 in the morning for work, riding the bus with no car or getting a ride and mm. going to community college on the opposite side of town by either riding a bus or um, getting a ride and then coming back to another campus and leading a Bible study and discipling guys. And so um, eventually he was like, well, I could join part-time staff with crew and not have to kind of um, do one of those things. And so joined our staff team and um, got married uh, in the process. So him and his wife are both on staff with us and he's going to Moody Bible right now. Um, wow. and studying leadership. And so that's been great. Um, Derek is, um, gr- he graduated and one of the other young men's families from the neighborhood starting, uh, started a trucking company that took off. So his family has a trucking company that Derek is the, um, basically what he does is he helps to direct all the trucks for a trucking company that went from just, um, one dad of a family who was driving. And then, um, the family came together and, uh, bought a truck of their own and now they're a whole fleet of trucks. And so Derek works for them managing all their trucks. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Doing incredible stuff. And so it's fun to see Mike, you know, the command and strategic and, um, that we, <laughs> the competition comes out, usually they compete with against me. So to this day in basketball, like they hate losing to me. They just, it, I mean, it's not even my, it's like an emotional toll because I would take them to play basketball since they're in middle school. And just like my daughter in Mario Kart, you know, I did never let them win. You know? <laughs> so, You're so like, moving them forward. You're moving they, them forward. Yes. And they're great. They're much better basketball players than, than I am now. So I have to pick people to be on my team that are, you know, good yeah. basketball. But if it's like, it's not really losing to the other four players on my team. It's like, I hate playing against Dave. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's kind of that story. But it's the funny thing about it was, you know, the significance factor of going in and making an impact. And what happened was I felt like the impact was um, really made on me, you know, um, wow. thinking, oh, I want to make a difference. And then and what happens is 
Mm. Um, that gives me goosebumps. That's really, that's so encouraging. I, I just love thinking about, I mean, I know that you probably have a lot of different stories just like that of how, um, your, who you are and your strengths. And I mean, we know they all have a little downside to them. We didn't get into all that today, but it's like, you you are being used significantly and ha- have had a significant impact in not only Fred's life, but like you say, Derek's, and I know countless other people because of your um, just being willing to to lead, to do significant things and just be who you are, but um, taking steps yourself of risk and um, stepping out into new opportunities. So, I appreciate so much just you telling us that story of someone's life that was really changed because of you and who you are and your strengths. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And well, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to, that you've been a part of even that understanding those things and uh, well, learning more about myself and how I, how I function at my best self. So I appreciate well, your work and you've done well, thanks, James. I appreciate it so much. And I look forward to talking to Sarah because she has some strengths that I'd love our listeners to hear more about too. And and so I um, just appreciate you taking time and giving us insight to these things. And um, so I look forward to hearing how this will impact other people and give them more um, desire to step into their strengths, if possibly these are their strengths or that they know someone that has them. So thank you yeah. so much, James. Yeah, you bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.